Warning, the following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Cringe Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of Dark Friend Radio podcasts without per- the permission is strictly prohibited. If you do, we will find you. Then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. And welcome to Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez, and thanks for joining in on another episode of Dark Fringe Radio. And we are your number one podcast for the conspiratorial paranormal. What? Paranormal, right, Jay? Something like that. But anyways. I uh, believe that's where you were starting to go towards. Yes. <laughs> Conspiracy theories and paranormal activities. Yeah. Questions, comments, concerns. <laughs> we hear theories. We've got theories. I feel like I'm a used car salesman right now. Uh, there you go. See, and of course, I can't do any of this stuff here without my co-host, Jay Colosi. Jay, of course, what's up, brother? How you doing this week? I'm fantastic. I am excited. Uh, this is a fun topic we're going to be talking about tonight. I've got a great story for the Florida man. Uh, it should be really good. Yeah, it's going to be a really good episode for tonight, and uh, we hope all of you guys enjoy. So uh, we're going to be getting to all of that here in a second, of course. i uh, got to get into the intro and talk about some stuff. Ooh, and the uh, music got a hold of me there for a second. But uh, getting uh, into the intro, of course, Jay, how to listen to the podcast, you can go straight to our website. Uh, that is darkfringeradio.wordpress.com and you can go there and all the links to uh, where you can listen to all uh, the shows uh, right there for your you know uh, listening pleasure all the links there for you know whether it be uh, Spotify iTunes Google Play uh, SoundCloud whatever it may be whatever you like to listen to your podcast or music on uh, whatever avenue that is our podcast is available for you guys to listen to. So you just uh, you can go to the website there and uh, check it out and get a link there. So, uh, Jay, I uh, just want to remind everybody, of course, the social media, of course, uh, you can listen to, or not listen, but uh, catch all our you know latest posts and uh, things that we are talking about on social media via Twitter, uh, of course, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio, and uh, you can see all our most recent posts. We're talking about stuff there all the time. Uh, crazy things that are popping up on a daily basis. So check us out there. Uh, don't forget to uh, follow that. And uh, when, you, of course, another thing I wanted to mention, uh, of course, Jay, when they go to listen to our podcast on whatever platform it is that you listen to, make sure you give us a five-star rating and uh, leave us a comment. It's uh, very important that you guys do that. Uh, we do really appreciate it. It helps us with the numbers with the podcast. So um, that's um, you know the way to pay us back for giving you guys a free podcast. So uh, nevertheless, that's uh, pretty much it on how to listen to the podcast, where to catch us on social media. Um, you can always send us uh, any correspondence to us, whether it be a mailbag question or anything you wanted to suggest for the show, or if you want to become a guest for the show, you can send that directly to us at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Directly to us, again, thedarkfringe at 
uh, gmail.com. So that comes to me directly. I get back to you guys pretty quickly. So uh, make sure you utilize that. So uh, that's pretty much it for the intro, Jay. I wanted to mention um, another side project here that you're doing here, uh, which is Imagine Play with Coach Jay. And I know that uh, another new episode popped up today. I saw it on social media and I shared it and uh, and uh, made sure that people uh, saw that. Uh, please tell everybody about this uh, thing that you're doing. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, so Imagine Play with Coach Jay is me utilizing my love of children, my knowledge of children, and my background in broadcasting to kind of come together. And I, I use my own childistic view of the world to do fun, entertaining shows that are going to be both good for parents as well as the kids. Um, so it's, it's a great show. I've only got a couple episodes. They're still crude. The uh, editing process is coming along. There's a lot of little working parts. You know, we've got to get it all figured out. But the third episode came out. It's uh, the Itsy Bitsy Spider as sung by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Yeah, man, this is a great alternative for, um, you know, the little youngsters, of course, that are glued to the YouTube and uh, are constantly just going through channel through channel. And it's a great uh, uh, alternative to other stuff that's out there that, uh, you know, that's safe. And it's, uh, you know, okay for your kids to be watching. So, um, again, that's Imagine Play with Coach Jay on YouTube. Make sure you check that out. Uh, let your kids watch it. Uh, subscribe. Leave a comment. Do all you can do to support that. And I'm sure Jay will really, really, really appreciate that. So we're going to continue to, of course, uh, promote that here on Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, so, of course, Imagine Play with Coach Jay. So check that out. So, all right, Jay, um, cool. that's uh, it for the intro. Uh, do we want to get into the mailbag, man? Is that time for the mailbag? Please check your mailbox. I believe it is time. I just checked my watch, and yes, it literally says "big hand on mail, little hand on bag." Yeah, it means bag go. mail. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a couple good ones this week, Jay. Uh, from uh, first, from Tom Gilroy from uh, Kissimmee, Florida, and the uh, subject of the email is Storm Area Fifty One. So, of course, Jay, uh, you know that. Uh, yeah. And uh, let's see what uh, yep. Tom had to say here. Uh, please tell me, you guys, this is how he starts it off. He's, he starts off hot. Uh, please tell me you guys saw that only 150 people showed up for the Storm Area 51 event that, and also that two people were arrested. That was, far, that was a far cry from the 2 million people that stated that they were going to attend from the online Facebook page. What say you guys on the Storm Area 51 event? Uh, Tom, thanks for sending that in. Uh, we do appreciate that. So, yeah, Jay, looks like only 150 people showed up to the event. Two people got arrested. Uh, from what I heard, one guy Shocker. got arrested for peeing on a fence, and uh, another guy uh, got arrested for showing his genitalia or something like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, those are the... Those... I mean, isn't, isn't that so this generation? Isn't that so this generation? Put <laughs> something to follow on Facebook, and then you forget that you're actually following and are trying to do it. And then, like, it pops up. You're like, oh, shit, but I have that hacky sack tournament now. I'm there. I can't go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. Isn't right. it funny? It is funny. You know, there's uh, the the dedication is not there anymore, obviously, as you can see. But do you think, no. it, do you think it was a, a product of and the reason why there was a, such a sh short turnout? And, by the way, there was um, uh, the guy who uh, organized this whole thing, Matty Roberts. He kind of distanced himself from it as well towards the end. Shocker. Um, <laughs> so I got a, a quick clip here that I want to play, Jay, uh, that they were talking about Please. this whole event. Yeah, absolutely. Hold on. Give me one second here. If you have a Facebook account, today may have been the day that you thought we would 
find out if we have aliens in the United States or not. You've probably heard about this whole rumor that people are going to storm by the millions Area 51 in Nevada today. This was based on a Facebook event from June. Uh, a guy named Maddie Roberts, who's just some random college kid, made a Facebook event about storming Area 51 today. Celebrities and people like that joining in. Instagram accounts, this went super viral. This was a massive viral phenomenon for a few months, dating back to June. The issue was, of course, uh, nobody showed up. Like 150 people showed up to this event, even though on Facebook, two million people said they were gonna show up and another one and a half million more said they were interested. Now, where did this come from? Maddie was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. They heard a UFO researcher talk about um, how he did a bunch of experiments in Area 51 on aliens. And he decided that was enough, enough is enough. Basically, if we have enough people to storm this space, then uh, they can't stop all of us. In fact, that's what the Facebook event was called. It was called, they can't stop all of us. But not enough people showed up. They didn't want to risk their life storming a government facility to find out stuff based on an internet meme. Part because, you know, there was a real march going on today, the, the, the climate march where kids walked out of school, uh, not just in the United States, but in Dublin and Australia. And they did it for a real cause, which is, you know, the destruction of the planet. Uh, so those people sort of overshadowed this kind of jokey event. So the leader as well, this whole thing, the guy who created it, distanced himself from this event, in part because it could get really serious if a million people really do show up to the gates of a place, there's really no way to stop them. So he didn't really want responsibility for that. So he pushed, he pushed himself away from this thing. Uh, while other, other people just kind of jumped in and tried to, you know, maybe even profit off it. So look, this is what the internet does. It's very good at getting people to say they're about to do some big activist cause. Now, if they show up, that's a whole different thing. Um, not a lot of people showed up. We're, we're talking about like a percentile of how many people said they were gonna show up versus how many people showed up, in part because it's far away from the rest of the world. And, and also in part, this is a meme. This isn't a real thing. So uh, that, that's the thing. The internet really good at getting people to do something that takes very little effort in terms of uh, getting people across the country uh, to go protest something that, you know, is a joke, basically. It still doesn't really have that kind of power. Yeah, so there you go, Jay. Just like what you said. Uh, you know, you're not going to get that dedication of people, you know, to go down to, for an event like that, you know what I mean, for something so stupid, you know? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think anybody really took it that serious. I'm glad that nobody got shot and killed for yeah. doing something really dumb. So, Definitely. you know, all things considered, what could have been a terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy ends up being kind of a social yuck fest. Yes, exactly. So, uh, Tom, listen, thanks for sending that in, and uh, we appreciate the uh, mailbag question for this week. So uh, we do appreciate it. So um, the next one on the list for uh, uh, this week, Jay, is Eric Klinsky from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And subject of the email tonight is uh, horror movies. And so uh, let's see what Eric had to write here. So, uh, hi, guys. Eric from Pittsburgh. Big fan of the podcast, and I try to listen to when I can, especially when I'm on the road. Anyways, I wanted to get your opinion on the latest horror movies that have just come out uh, that have not delivered to the expectation that many have had. Uh, the two in particular that I speak of is It Chapter 2 and 3 from Hell. First off, It had a great cast of people playing the older versions of their younger selves in the previous installment. Uh, he goes on to say that I saw It and found it was a good sequel, but it was not the same uh, or as good as Part 1. So, okay. Um, I don't know. It just seems like the horror movie genre is suffering and starting to flounder a bit. So uh, that's from Eric Klinsky from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you, Eric, for sending that in. Yeah, Eric, um, I haven't seen either of those movies. Um, I've heard the same things, what you're talking about. 
uh, from both of those movies. Of of course, it chapter two is the uh, you know the sequel to what was it last year's huge hit, right, Jay? Uh, when uh, it part one came out, was it last year or was it the year before? I can't even remember, but. Um, I think it was the year before. Yeah, I think it was the year before too. Okay, so yeah, I, I mean, it was it was a huge hit, and uh, you know, did great in the box office, and of course, they wanted to capitalize on that, and uh, you know, uh, came up with a sequel uh, and broke the you know broke up the original It movie, which was a very long movie, if you do recall. I think it was close to a three yep. three and a half hour, almost four hour movie. Uh, they broke it up into two parts, and this, of course, the second part, where of course all the kids are older now. And um, have gone on mm-hmm. to live their lives, you know, in different various parts of uh, the United States, so on and so forth. But, uh, yeah, I've heard the same thing, too, uh, Eric, you know, just not delivering to the ex- expectations that many, many people thought. And then, of course, Three from Hell, uh, which was a sequel to, um, of course, uh, Rob Zombie's uh, film. I think it was called, um, what was it called? Um, the Devil's Rejects. Yes, that, that was the name of it. And... Um, yeah, from the same thing what I've heard is the same thing. It's just not delivering to uh, the the potential that many people thought that it could. And, of course, Sid Haig, who plays um, uh, the clown, uh, if many that you may know, in that series, uh, did not appear very much in this particular sequel. Uh, he uh, basically did not have a chance to, to film with Sid Haig because of his health. His health was uh, declining, and he looked very... Uh, ill and you know just basically not himself so uh, was not able to uh, have Captain Spaulding in there of course uh, much to the chagrin of many people but um, again they say that um, these uh, two sequels Jay have just not delivered in the you know the box office you know there are just some things that are so fantastically cheesy <laughs> that they could only really be done in the 80s yes that's I true I mean yeah the the reboot of it came out to rave reviews, but let's be real. There's only one Pennywise. The first it, it was just that it was that bad low budget B side <laughs> 80s horror flick. Sure you was. had to love the genre for it's almost like it's it's so dirty, it's antiseptic. It's so planned and not as natural. That low budget feel really gave it that kind of like kind of grimy look to it. Yes it did. You know, it's like these these like heavy metal bands, like their first couple albums, they're raw and they're great. And then they start to get commercialized and they start to get a little bit softer. Yeah. And then the music starts to take on a different form because it's not that same grind. You know what? And uh, I feel like the It series shows that. You know what? A uh, heavy metal um, uh, group in the 80s reminds me of that and their videos that I, I, I particularly like remember it actually happening the same way you're talking about. Is one of your favorite bands, Jay, is Motley Crue. Like one of their first, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, when their first videos came out, those first videos were fucking like dark, and it was like mainly focused on the band while they were playing. And then towards the yep. latter part of their career, it just got super commercialized. You know what I mean? And it was all yep. over the place, and it just wasn't the same. It didn't have that grittiness to it, nope. like, it like it did in the, the beginning. But uh, yeah, that's what I you know I remember. You know how I remember the progression of those videos, how like it changed so much. And I guess a lot of bands did that too. You know, during that time, especially as you know heavy metal music got more popular. But so uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, Jay. Yeah, you can only do that at a certain time. You know, and it can only be special at a certain time. So yeah, man, uh, Eric, thanks for sending that in. Appreciate that uh, for the mailbag, and that uh, brings us to a close, Jay. 
uh, for the mailbag section for this week. So um, a new little segment here that we've uh, introduced, Jay, is uh, What the Florida Man. And it's a new segment where Jay brings up a story that derives from our beautiful state of Florida here. And it's one of the most outrageous stories that only, of course, Florida can deliver. And uh, there's an intro for this, this little segment here, Jay, that I have uh, that I've prepared for you. Okay, so this is my gift to you. So bear with me here for a second. Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly, and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him, and he says... Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this cookie monster doll. All the shit, man. <laughs> so there you go. What the Florida man, Jay? So what do you got for this week, man? Well, that was that was horrifying that was wow that's montage uh, so this week, uh, that was unsettling this week's florida man uh a man drunkenly called 911 to report that his wife is a black widow spider wow so he's calling police yeah. to say that his wife is a black widow spider yep hmm that's yep. a new one so, Tarvin Springs, Florida, a Florida man was arrested Tuesday for reportedly calling 911 while he was intoxicated to report that his wife was a black widow spider. <laughs> the officers were dispatched to a home, um, Black, Rush, uh, black Rush Drive, uh, around 1.36 in the morning, where Mr. Rooker, who was 61, had called 911 to report that his wife was a black widow spider. I'm sorry. Black widow spider. <laughs> <laughs> and requested that she be baker acted. Wow. Well, someone's getting baker acted. Yeah, it's not going to be her. her. No, no, no. Not the, the spider. Officers, no, man, no. Uh, they said he, he appeared to be highly intoxicated, slurring his, his speech. Uh, I noticed his breath smelled like alcohol. He was unable to express uh, coherent thoughts before or after leaving the residence. So, yeah, he was all jacked up, thought his wife was a... Black Widow Spider. A Black Widow Spider. Called, called the popo on her, and they took his ass to Pokey. Hey, let me let me ask you this, Jay. Since you know you you live in Florida, you know you've you've seen you've, you've seen you've seen the 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 environment around here. You know what kind of craziness comes around here, and what kind of drugs are around here. What people get on. What do you think this was? Do you think this was meth? I'm saying meth on this one. What do you think, meth? I don't think that. No, you don't think so, huh? I don't think. I don't think that. I don't think that. Because to be that delusional, like <laughs> meth, jacks you up. But you don't hear about many people having hallucinations. That's true. That's so true. I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is some kind of psychedelic. Oh, okay. Weird. Weirdly succinct. What do you think? This is um. Oh, Mary- I think acid. Acid. Okay. Yeah, it could be yeah. acid. I I could see that. It could be acid, or it could be uh, what marijuana joints uh, dipped in formaldehyde. 
Ooh, or or it could be when they were spraying the off. Oh yeah. Yeah, it could be that. Ooh, or 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 it could be the ones that were shitting in a bucket and getting high off that. Could have yeah. been that too. There you go. Yeah. That, callback, people. Callback. <laughs> go through the archive. Okay. That is gold right that there. That is true. That is a callback too. Yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, that meth thing. They were getting high on their own shit. Isn't that some crazy stuff what people will do to get high, man? I mean, just I mean, yes. wow. I mean, and you yeah. know, and it's a great segue to <laughs> tonight's uh, uh, topic. I mean, it, it's not so much about the, the the act of getting high, but we're going to be talking about uh, DMT and you know uh, what that that the whole history, the whole shebang, what it's about, and so on and so forth. And uh, we're going to be getting into that tonight. But you know, talking about these these other drugs, these really really horrible drugs that people get you know hooked on, like meth. And, um, you know, like Jay was saying, people, you know, sniffing their own poop for the methane gas that it's, you know, secreting. Uh-huh. I mean, I, it's, just, it's amazing to me that the links that the people will go to just to, you know, get that rush. But anyways, um, that's a great story, Jay. Yeah. And of course, only in Florida uh, will you find a story like that. So uh, thank you, Jay, for uh, sending that in or in, and sharing that in with us for uh, this week for what the Florida man. So uh, that brings us to the subject of tonight's podcast, which is DMT. We're going to be getting inside the world of DMT. We'll be talking about all that stuff here in a minute. So just hold on. Hello, I'm Douglas Sardano, author of American Conspiracies and Cover-Ups, and you're listening to Dark Fringe Radio. The ubiquity of uh, DMT, in fact, all of the psychedelics, we have uh, like medicines like penicillin for example that uh, plants and uh, life forms produce these very sophisticated chemicals which affect us in in all these ways so uh, that is a huge mystery there's even in outer space right that there are large molecules floating around in 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 space so um, for me it gives me kind of a problem with the creation theory called Darwinian evolution. Uh, I think that life seems to be more mysterious than uh, evolution can explain. But if you accept evolution as the explanation of how things came about as they are, then uh, there would be um, an image of something like uh, God or some brilliant creator that would produce, let's say, uh, psilocybin that could uh, then give us the gift of language. So there's a chicken and egg problem in the evolutionary model in that the more intelligent things come along earlier in the scale and then we are more or less dragged up from the mud at a very late stage after these brilliant chemicals have been around in these smart plants like the mycelial mat for uh, all the time even it's older than oxygen that the planet was produced with the intelligent included that the seeds of language were already there that we just had to evolve the brain size in order to have something happen when we ate those really smart chemicals. All right, and uh, thanks for uh, joining in this week uh, with us. And we're going to be getting into uh, the world of DMT. And uh, Jay, uh, do you know anything about DMT? Have you ever heard about it before we even talked about this and discussed this? 
I have. Uh, I have heard of it um, in various forms of it. Okay. Uh, you, you know, I'm a big, a big listener to the Joe Rogan podcast, oh, and yeah. he talks about DMT and psychedelics uh, all the time. Yeah, he uh, does. He does. You're absolutely right. Big proponent of it. So, no, I had totally heard about it. Now, I was a little surprised to find out some of its backgrounds and origins and yeah. uh, some of its uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I mean... It's a crazy, crazy drug. Yeah, it is, and we're going to be getting to all that here in a second. So let's uh, let's talk about it. And uh, of course, we're talking about dimethyltryptamine, and it's a, kept, a chemical substance that occurs in many plants. Uh, you can find it in animals, uh, which is both derived in the structural analog of tryptamine, of course. But it's consumed as a psychedelic drug, like Jay was talking about, and has a history of been prepared by various cultures. Um, of course, for Jay, like, you know, they've used it for rituals uh, and things of that nature. So, you know, they would use it for their religious rituals, you know, whether if it was, you know, sacrificial rituals or whether, you know, it was, just, you know, trying to please the gods or whatever. Find the your soul god or <laughs> exactly. your spirit animal mm-hmm. and trying to get in touch with the different dimension, man. You're yeah. trying to get the nerve fibers in the brain synapses and all over themselves bro <laughs> well yeah that's all right so some key, right. no that's all right listen some key things to know about dmt um you know first off it's been used for a drug for thousands of years jay right we all know that yep. um for thousands yep. of years it's it's amazing that, that uh, many cultures like we've been talking about have been using it for a very long time the use of the drug has a part a shamanic ritual and it's, of course, common in South America. That's where you usually see it in that fashion. And uh, many people will know it in that way as called ayahuasca. Um, and um, you've heard of that one, right, Jay? If you've listened to Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. he talks about it all the time. So ayahuasca is just a different way of taking in uh, the DMT. And, of course, due to the nature of the drug, DMT is known as the spirit molecule. And, of course, Jay was kind of touching on that here just a second ago when he's talking about you know, seeing different beings and entities, because that's usually the um, that's usually the reaction that most people have when they uh, consume this particular drug. They uh, tend to usually have interactions with interdimensional beings, uh, entities, uh, in all sorts of different forms and you know descriptions. So it's never the same for everybody, but. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, always a, different. it's always different. It's a very profound as well, a very profound experience for many as well. Um, I don't know if you've heard, ever heard the, um, or if you've listened to the interview that, uh, Joe Rogan had with Mike Tyson and they, uh, touched on DMT for a second and, you know, uh, yep. Mike talked about it and he was very, you know, uh, open about his use about it and very candid. Know, very candid. And, you know, he said that it makes you forget about everything. It makes you realize that, you know, the things that you think are important, they're not. Um, it kind of like releases all yep. that, the, you know, the fear of dying, the fear of death. Uh, it releases your ego. Um, so, you know, and that's a pretty profound um, reaction. especially huge. Yeah, from a guy, especially like that. Um, you know, uh, a guy who is basically on top of the world, one of the, and still one of the biggest celebrities in the entire world. The most recognizable. Oh, my guy, God. He was. Right. He was, he, yeah, he's one of the most recognizable figures of all time. All I mean, time. Yeah. there was nobody scarier than Iron Mike Tyson before he lost. I mean, he was, there was nobody on this planet scarier than that man uh, with the all-black trunks, the all-black shoes, just 
on a mission of destruction. Yeah. That's, so he was huge, super recognizable, like one of the biggest celebrities ever. Another thing is, is that when you talk about all this stuff and you talk to him about it, he really doesn't even care about all that past. He just wants to let it all go. You know, that was just a, a just a stepping stone. He, and that's how he, he basically describes it as just a, a moment that passed. He doesn't even want to talk about it. He doesn't even want to, you know, try to relive any of those moments. That's the past and that's it. You know, he leaves it there. Um, and he recognizes that and he knows that he needs to move on and grow from that. Uh, and that's a, that's actually that's a, fantastic. it is a fantastic thing because, you know, you've seen it, Jay, and I've seen it a million times. How many times have we seen one of our favorite fighters, whether it be in MMA or boxing or wrestling or whatever the case may be, they just keep doing it and doing it. And you know, they're past their prime. You know, they just don't have yep. it in them anymore. And they just keep doing it and doing it, and they're just ruining their body. You know, there's a, there's a, a risk reward um, thing that starts to happen at that point, and you're risking so much more than you are getting rewarded at that point. And you've yep. seen it; you've seen it a million times. I've seen it as well. And it's just uh, it's refreshing to see somebody like this see that and say, "Oh, you know what? I'm done. That's it. I'm not. That's I'm not going to relive any of that. I don't even care to know anything about it. You know what I mean? If it's there, great. If there's anything I, I could do to help support it, great too. But as far as me, you know, yep. doing anything about it, no." That's it. So, yeah, I mean, again, that, uh, you know, goes to show you uh, what this particular drug is capable of. And, uh, you know, there's... I've, go ahead, Jay. I've heard stories. Of, I've heard stories about people living entire lives, you know, having a whole different family and, and a wife and a whole different identity while they're on that drug. It's almost as if time stands still so they can go live in this other life with this other family uh, at this other house in this other space and then come back to you, you know, however much time has that elapsed. So it, it's crazy how the chemicals of the brain interact with this drug to, to make something so real. And I think that's what's scariest about it is that you can hallucinate, but the, the hallucination is so profound that it hits all of your senses except for the physical one. Yeah, and it hits your ego. It hits your ego, which is the most important thing. Like, it makes you humble. And uh, that's the number one thing that most people say uh, that, you know, that consume this drug and say that it just completely strips away the inessentials of your of your mind and uh, basically resets you. And that's another thing that <clears throat> many people are talking about now with psilocybin mushrooms and things of that nature. You know, now, and uh, I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's California or Colorado where... I think it's Colorado, um, where they pass where you can uh, actually get psilocybin mushrooms. You can get that over the counter now. And yep. they're, they're saying that that's absolutely phenomenal for people who suffer from, uh, you know, are coming off of drugs or, you know, heroin users and things of that nature. People who are really screwed up on drugs and they need to really reset their brain and, uh, you know, get things back to normal. That this is a really good way of doing it. So, you know, psilocybin is really, you know, coming up in the world these days now, Jay. It's not like before where, you know, it's so taboo. You know, you're like, oh, did you hear so-and-so had some mushrooms and blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah, it's not like that anymore. You know, it's it's, it's more nope. acceptable uh, than it was like 20, 30 years ago. So we're starting to see a huge revolution now, Jay, when it comes to, you know, psychedelic psilocybin um, and it being used for, you know, not only helping people get over depression 
uh, like I said earlier, you know, getting off of drugs. Um, so why do you think now all of a sudden, Jay, that, you know, this has, you know, become more popular? Why now? I think just like everything else uh, these days, there's so much information that's so readily available that the learning curve has accelerated exponentially. And I think that a lot of what you're seeing, a lot more openness with a lot of things, not just uh, drugs and the, the social uh, reflective of, of it, the optics of it. Uh, you're also seeing it with uh, gender identification, sexuality, preferences. There's so much information out there that even teaching, you're not, at this point, you're not teaching for the material to be obtained or to be maintained, be absorbed, but you're, you're learning, you're teaching how to find information when that information is necessary. And it's, it's a scary track that we're, we're going on because sometimes it's okay to explore, it's okay to expand, it's okay to, to reach out, but you've got to be careful. You don't go too much too fast. Everything in moderation goes step by step. It's like we just rush, rush into it. And uh, I think that's kind of part of what's happening with this DMT. It's becoming far less, risque, making it far more available, meaning far more people who might have had a little hesitation now no longer have hesitation. Yeah, it's become more uh, acceptable. And okay, let's let's talk about this, how, how it's consumed. Um, you know, we've talked about the ayahuasca, so we've talked about it being actually consumed in a brew, um, and that's usually how it's done in South America, uh, through some type of ceremony with a shaman, and uh, that's a very profound experience. I mean, right now you actually have... Uh, people down there that are actually doing excursions where you pay a person a certain amount of money. They will actually guide you to the shaman. They will take you to the shaman. You will have your own ayahuasca experience, and then you come back here. You know, they're, they're, they even have things like that of that nature right now, Jay, where you can actually, you know, have that experience and, and do that. Um, so you have it done this way. Uh, you have it consumed uh, in uh, rare occasions by snorting. Uh, that's very rare, but mostly smoked or vaporized. That's usually how it's consumed. And it's a white crystalline kind of type of you know substance. So it's pretty easy to you know uh, identify. But the, the root chemical structure of DMT is similar to actually, Jay, most people don't know this, but an anti-migraine drug, uh, sumatriptan. So it acts like a non-selective um, agonist. Uh, with like these serotonin receptors, but it's it's all this crazy stuff. But basically, it just it, it knows how to turn off certain things of the, you know in the brain cells, and that's another thing about DMT because many people believe that DMT is produced in the brain itself by the pineal gland. Again, we're talking about how DMT is now being so socially accepted uh, more and more. I mean, Jay, now we're talking about people I've heard um, even uh, in Silicon Valley. And some of those people in MIT uh, microdosing on LSD. I mean, have you heard about that? I mean, they're taking like very small doses of LSD, just very small doses, just to get them through the day and just make their production like unbelievable. Like there was this they, this guy they did a study on. He was like a salesman, and he was working at some huge Fortune 500 company, and um, you know his sales were about average. And then next thing you know, he started microdosing at LSD and his fucking sales went up by 80%. So, <laughs> you know, people... I mean, that will happen. <laughs> so, you know, people are using it, though, to their advantage, though. 
uh, you know, people are smartening up on this and they're, 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 they're refining, they're refining this use of the, or this drug. They're chopping it up, aren't they? Yeah, no, they're doing it. Yeah. That's awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. But no, they're, they're being smart about it now. They're being smart about it now. It's, it's crazy. Well, I mean, the whole generation, I was just having this conversation just, just today. Uh, this, this whole generation and the next level up, uh, things just moving so fast. There's so much information. It, it's really overwhelming. You know, nobody can consume that much data. And it, 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 it makes this generation more wise, more open-eyed at a far younger age. So, you know, you're going to see how the next few generations are going to start to try to right the ship if possible. They're already starting to, and it's impressive. Um, that they can pick things up so fast. It's such a different world. Yeah, they do. They pick up things very quickly. And, you know, a guy that I admire, um, Jay, uh, this guy, his name is uh, Graham, Graham Hancock, and he talks about uh, a, a lot of different things, and he's one of the very, uh, you know, leaders when it comes to, uh, you know, changing the historical past and the, the historical uh, dates of everything and how things are not uh, dated properly and uh, he's just, you know, he's a very, very smart guy and he gives his thoughts when it comes to DMT. And I wanted to share that with you as well here. Let me play this uh, clip real quick, if you don't mind. Hello. Our society is absolutely designed to shut down 90% of the potential of the human creature. Why should it be the case that society is afraid of realizing human potential? And what it comes down to is special interests, that there are those who run things in society and that there are those who are there to kind of serve them and serve their ends and serve their needs. And so what our society has created is a realm of unquestioning uh, meat robots who will perform their daily tasks without complaining and without causing any trouble. And that may be very useful to certain small interest groups, but it's extremely damaging to the rest of humanity. Once we realize our potential, we don't need elites anymore. Who needs elites? Who needs to be led? This is another revelation that comes from working with psychedelics, is we do not need leaders. They are not over us telling us what to do. They may imagine that that's what they're doing, but they have no right to do that. And the moment we begin to wake up and start asking really profound questions about the nature of reality and about the society we live in, their power is instantly diminished. And I think that's why we've seen such vigor and real nasty unpleasantness put into this horrible, wicked thing called the war on drugs, which has been used as an excuse to enter the inner sanctum of people's lives. See, if I'm not sovereign over my own consciousness, if I can't make free choices about my own consciousness, if I can't make those free choices while doing no harm to others, then I am not free in any useful or meaningful sense. And the moment that I free myself, then I become a danger to those who run things in the world. Anybody who has been led to question the nature of things profoundly as a result of psychedelics is a danger to the status quo. risk being thrown in prison, we risk having our reputations destroyed if the powers that be enter our home and find that, that we're using psychedelics. I mean, this is really an Orwellian world that we've created. How dare some guy in a suit sitting in government tell me that what to do with my consciousness? While at the same time, they're allowing 
you know, the glorification and glamorization of alcohol, which is one of the most dangerous drugs on the planet. I mean, alcohol is a seriously dangerous drug, whether you're talking about cirrhosis of the liver, or whether you're talking about traffic accidents, or whether you're talking about violence. Alcohol, there's no doubt about it. Nobody can dispute it. It's an extremely dangerous drug. So a society that says alcohol's okay, and you can even advertise it, but psilocybin or DMT are not okay, and if you use them, you'll be sent to prison. Uh, that society is just riddled through and through with unbelievable hypocrisy. And we have to bring that out. We have to show people this is the case, because what's going on here is a fundamental abuse of human rights. We must be free to make decisions over our own consciousness, always with the proviso that we do no harm to others. And any government, any state agency that attempts to limit our freedom over our own consciousness is itself an agency of darkness and control. I think one of the wonders of these medicines, of, of DMT, is that they reconnect us to spirit. And if there is anything that is desperately needed in modern industrial technological society, it is a reconnection to spirit. That's what's missing. That absence of spirit is why there is so much pain in the world today, and why people are willing to inflict so much suffering on one another. Once we reconnect with spirit, we realize that we are an intrinsic part of the human family. What the psychedelics are showing us is that we are all members of, of one family of consciousness and that they strip away all the trivial shit like the color of our skin or the country in which we are born or the legal system under which we grew up. They strip that away and they bear the soul because, my God, it is a mystery to be alive at all to have experiences, to have our senses, to fall in love, to be engaged in the world. All of that, if you think about it, I mean, where did we come from? We're born in these bodies, we grow up in a family, we go out there in the world, we take it all for granted, but it's a giant mystery from beginning to end. These psychedelics are agents of liberation. I'm not saying they're all perfect and wonderful and good things, but are they? agents of liberation that lead us to ask questions that we would never have asked before? Yes, absolutely. And do they lead us to want to be better human beings? Yes, absolutely. And do they lead us to see the faults and the crack lines in our society which have been so carefully papered over? Yes, absolutely. And as a result, there has been a concerted effort to suppress this growth of freedom. But you know what? It's not going to work. That effort is failing. People are waking up all over the world. Not fast enough yet, not in large enough numbers, but it's happening. It's a small flame. It's growing, and it's going to continue to grow. And humanity will move forward in a positive course. I'm absolutely sure of that, and psychedelics have a great role to play in that journey. So, uh, yeah, Graham Hancock and his take on DMT. What do you think about that, Jay? I love the musical bedding under all of that. <laughs> so dramatic, right? It was beautiful, right? Oh, so epic. <laughs> oh, telling such a sob story. Just, oh, so. Oh. But no, I mean, listen, I mean, he made some really profound points there. I mean, you know, they talk about 
alcohol. You know, they 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 glamorize alcohol. Yep. You know, very easily, and yep. uh, we all yep. know how dangerous alcohol can be. You know, um, it's it's probably uh, it's one of the more it's one of the most dangerous drugs okay. on earth. Oh, absolutely. And not even so much for initial effects, mm-hmm. um, but the long term internal wear down that drinking a lot of alcohol causes. That's mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Two, uh, because it's so readily available, people are more uh, apt to abuse it. But because it's it's legalized, it's taxed, and it's a huge racket. It's a huge payoff for those who are in charge. There you go. So Whereas things like DMT and uh, you know other other drugs, because they're passe, they're they're bad. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. instead of researching them and seeing what possible uses they could have for it, or what it could benefit, right? Uh, if utilized properly, um, that's not happening. Yeah, I mean, every drug could be used to uh, you know be a benefit to a certain thing. You know, for instance, you know they believe it or not, they still use cocaine. You know, and and in the medical field, yeah, they use cocaine, and you know you can use it as a you know for purposes. You know, for numbing, as a numbing purpose, you know, so many different things. I use it as baking flour. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, of course, Jay, we got to keep things good. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep things good, you know. But, you know, there's there's purposes that you can use everything for. And I really do believe, Jay, that, you know, the psilocybin, this DMT stuff, you know, I think it's going to really help people who have, um, you know, how about those people who have, you know, uh, you know, PTSD, uh, people who suffer. Dementia. Yeah, dementia. Um, you know, people who Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, they say the people who, uh, who have um, early onset Alzheimer's that they're using psilocybin mushrooms and they're actually getting their memory back. Jay, I mean, just a, that alone, why, you know, why isn't that, why isn't that being used? Why isn't that being, you know, uh, you know, researched further? You know what I mean? That's to me, that could be used. It's so profound. It doesn't even need to be cultivated. I mean, you could grow it so easily. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it takes nothing, you know, it takes literally nothing to do that. And so it just, it just boggles my mind. Do you think, I, I've always wondered this question, Jay, do you think it's the government is scared to allow this to be legal or is it because they know the benefits that it actually can give people? I'm going to go with, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Listen, I'd rather you tell me you don't know or you don't, you don't, you don't, you can't see which one. I, I, I respect that. And, you know, because I, I don't know either. You I know mean, what I mean? Because to me, it's like, is it, it, is it ignorance? It is it ignorance? Yeah, it could be both. It could be a little bit of both, maybe, right? A little bit of ignorance and also. I mean, why, why the fuck not? It could be. Yeah, yeah, could be. Could be. I mean, could be ignorance, could be, could be trying to continue going on by the, the same old, you know rules and regulations of before instead of opening yourself up to new opportunities and new right, things. Right. Uh, it, it could be, there could be a sinister plot afoot. I mean, it, it could be, a, and it could be all. Yeah. That's the other thing about it. it. It could be all of it. All of it could be partially true. So a little uh, ineptitude, a little greed and some naivete. <laughs> there you go. Right. Well, um, sounds Jay- like a dirty party. <laughs> naivete. It sounds like a great party. Well, to me, Jay, I wow. guess it sounds <laughs> it sounds like uh, you know DMT. What do you what do you think about it? Uh, what, what's your verdict on this whole thing? Uh, my verdict is everything in moderation isn't and shouldn't be a crime. Uh, instead of making something 
a no-no and driving people to want to try it, uh, let's let's use some government funding. Let's use some some of those tax monies that we're utilizing in really wrong areas, uh, and see if with some research in cultivation, maybe there's something in there that can help people yeah. who have Alzheimer's or dementia. Maybe there's something in there. Maybe there's a drug out there somewhere that will actually help people mm-hmm. prolong their lives or right. or help regrow. Uh, cavities. In your t- I mean, you really don't know. Right. And until we do the research, what are we going to know? How about the guys who get, you know, uh, you know, concussions, uh, you know, things of that nature? You know, how about... A- CMT? Yeah. How about if that helps, you know... CMT? Yeah. CMT? Coincidence? Listen, it could be. Who know- they, You know, a lot of people say that it does help reconnect the, 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 the synapses in your brain. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, with concussions, that's the opposite of what's happening. So, can DMT be the, 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 the healing drug to help people with concussions and CTE? Maybe, you know? It, it, would, be, it would be better than a DDT, that's for damn sure. <laughs> or or, or uh, Abraham Lincoln getting uh, blasted in the back of the head like we talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, but that's a oh. whole story. Oh, geez. But uh, anyways, but uh, yeah, listen, uh, DMT, my take on it is, listen, go with your best friend. Go on a camping trip, you and your best friend. Go out in the woods. You know, somebody you trust, somebody like Jay, somebody you've known for like 30 years. Go out there, have yourself a DMT experience. You'll see a different world. Come back and then come back, report to me, and you'll see. But uh, that's my take on the DMT. You know what I mean? Uh, just, you know, do it somebody you trust in moderation, and uh, you'll see a, a totally different world, supposedly. So, well, listen, that's it for the DMT talk for this week, Jay. Uh, we're going to get into the outro. But, of course, before we get into the outro, we have a segment called What to Watch. And, of course, Jay tells us, yeah. uh, you know, a show or a movie or something that he's seen on television or the big screen and re- recommends us to what to watch. So what do you have for us this week, Jay, for what to watch? This week we had some inclement weather not too long ago, I got stuck inside watching TV. Also, might have thrown out my back. I might be getting old. <laughs> but as I lied on the heating pad on the floor for my TV in my living room, I was watching a show called Hyperdrive on Netflix. Hyperdrive? No, I haven't. Now, Hyperdrive. So, Hyperdrive has like American Ninja Warrior with race cars. People bring in all sorts of race cars, drift cars, uh, muscle cars, funny cars, uh, and there's challenges that kind of fit each one, um, they time them going through obstacles, but they got to do either 360s or they have to balance this, they have to drive up this ramp and balance it out perfectly and hold it for like a certain amount of time. I mean, the precision driving it took was ridiculous, um, <laughs> but it's fantastic. It's fantastic to see uh, all these cars, all these drivers. Uh, a couple are really fucking crazy. Some are really tough. Uh, Michael Bisping is one of the hosts. Really? So is Rutledge Wood. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Rutt Wood and, and Michael Bisping. Nice. And it is, it's fantastic. It is, it's stupid. It doesn't take any real thought to it. Uh, but check it out. It is fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, that's great, Jay. And uh, we'll check that out. Hyperdrive on Netflix. So uh, make sure to check that out. Uh, that's Jay's for what to watch this week. And uh, my what to watch, Jay, I'm going to have to throw one in here for this week, is American Horror Story 1984. And, um, of course, you know, Jay, American Horror Story is a running series on FX uh, channel. 
And uh, every season, uh, basically, it's a new, completely different story. None of the seasons have anything to do with the prior season. So it's, uh, you know, you don't have to catch up on any of the other seasons. You can pretty much pick up anywhere from any season So and watch any one that you may like. Uh, but, of course, it's a supernatural uh, type of uh, series, very uh, thrilling and chilling type of uh, series. And it, this series, uh, this season, takes place in 1984 at a campground, Jay. And it's completely 1980s. It's so right up your alley. Oh, uh, it's all 1980s, bro. I mean, it's so right up your alley. Uh, it is, and it's like the intro. You, you gotta watch it, Jay. You would uh, you would appreciate it because you lived through the 80s just like I did. Uh, I mean, it's just completely just 80s. I mean, the makeup, everything, the the music, uh, the clothing, uh, everything. It's all 80s. So. Uh, make sure there's, you check that there's out. There's a certain cheesiness, man. There's there is. a certain cheesiness that could only be done in the '80s. Like I heard somebody talk about that. There, people have signed on to do a remake of The Princess Bride, but you can't remake <sighs> The Princess Bride because it was so perfectly just stupid. People are upset about that, Jay. By the way, very, very, very upset. You can't do better than that. I mean, who's gonna play Pheasant? <laughs> who? <laughs> who? Who's gonna do? Is Shilla New going to do it? I don't think so. No. Is the great Kazi going to do it? Mm-hmm. No. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. So yeah. you can't you can't redo a classic like that. Because part of what makes it so good is that it's so stupid. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those one-in-a-lifetime type of movies, and you just can't remake it. You can't redo it. You know what I mean? It's just, it can't be redone. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. But, yeah, check out American Horror Story 1984. Um, it's a great uh, series uh, so far, and uh, it did not disappoint. So check it out. So um, that's it for uh, What to Watch brings us to the outro. Uh, again, just want to remind everybody how to listen to the podcast. Just check us out at darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. And, uh, of course, you can uh, follow us on all social media, uh, whether it be on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio, and you can follow us there uh, on any one of those uh, platforms. So, uh, of course, again, if you want to submit anything to us uh, via email, just send it to us at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, thedarkfringe at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you pretty quickly when it comes to that. Uh, Anything else for the outro, Jay? Black Widow Spider. (laughs) Black Widow Spider. She's a Black Widow Spider. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, listen, uh, that's it for Dark Fringe Radio. I'm Will Martinez, and, of course, my co-host, Jay Colosi. We hope you guys enjoyed this week of Dark Fringe Radio, and we'll see you again next week.